<laughs> okay. So you really want to know, huh? Fine. I'm going to start by telling you this. And this is important, so listen up. Your entire life, this one and many others, you've been a god who uses its absolute power to make yourself powerless. Entire cultures, especially this one, have all been afraid of their weaknesses, supposedly. When in reality, they've all been afraid of their power. This goes beyond the matrix of reality. This is something much deeper than that. This is eternal. This is fully realizing your consciousness. This is infinite. This is evolution. This is our divine right. Welcome everybody to the podcast, the Boots and Greencast. They have a really special guest coming all the way from north of Norway, which is, I don't know, sounds a little icy, but in a cool way. Uh, before we get started, I do want to go ahead and thank my sponsors at Content Safe. They're amazing. They are helping me. Uh, distribute my content all over the internet. Uh, YouTube doesn't always play nice with smaller creators. Uh, so you can find me on Gab TV and you can find this interview on BitChute and all these other weird, strange platforms that will soon enough not be so alternative. Uh, but I'm really, really excited to have uh, a guest uh, all the way from halfway across the world, uh, Raphael Eliason, and he has done a lot of incredible work, as you can see here from his YouTube page, uh, just like a lot of cool stuff. I love how he's got his, uh, his transformation logged here. You can see his very first video ever, which is so cool. I love uh, watching people grow. I love that we're all in this process of evolution and change always uh, with it. So thank you very much, uh, Raphael, for coming and speaking with me today on the podcast. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, man. Yeah, I've been looking over your work. It is uh, fantastic. Uh, you do one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, and you've got a lot of really cool and informative videos from, you know, from how to make more money to letting go of stress and resetting your mind. And uh, it's quite, quite a lot of uh, information. Uh, and I'd love to talk about how you began on this journey and, and how you got to where you are now. Absolutely. It all started with a pretty depressing evening, actually, where I was playing my uh, favorite video game at the time, which was FIFA. I was a big footballer, soccer fan for you guys <laughs> in America. That's so I was playing and uh, I had a pretty bad game. Things weren't going good. Uh, it wasn't the game. It was my life. That was really the problem. But of course, I externalized and uh, I decided to snap my disc in half and I threw my controller and no more. I said from tomorrow, I'm just going to start recording videos every day and building the life that I really want. And that was the beginning of one year of daily uploads. This is back in 2014. It was March, 2014. So I just committed. I had no idea that there was such thing as coaching. I didn't know about masterminds or high ticket sales. I had no clue what anything was. I just thought, I like personal growth. I'm, I'm going to talk about it. Let's see what happens. I'm going to do it every day. Let's see how much I can grow. And yeah, that first video, you know, at the bottom of my channel that I've kept there forever, it really shows just a guy who's filled with anxiety, depressed, recently out of being suicidal and just struggling with life, deciding to, okay, let me work on this and let me make that transformation public. And so I did. And about six months in, I started getting my first few clients 
And about a year in, I was already doing six figures with my passion and able to quit my job as a janitor. And I also went from being obese. I lost about 65 pounds during that time. So yeah, my whole life changed. Wow. That's amazing. I love that you have cataloged that and that you've been open and vulnerable enough to do that. It takes a lot of uh, guts, <laughs> truly, to be able to look back, you know, but I see how we all evolve, you know, everyone is transforming constantly. We're all changing, whether we like it or not. Um, <clears throat> and so really being conscious about that process and willing to open up, I think is uh, incredibly inspirational. And uh, wow, uh, what, what, what was the cat? I mean, throwing your hat over the fence like that to say, I'm just going to start making YouTube videos. What was really the, what, what, what caused you to start doing that? <clears throat> A shift in consciousness, most of all, I went from being in apathy, just lethargic, don't want to do anything. I give up on life. Why does this always happen to me? I'm the victim, right? Everything's against me. It's not my fault that I'm depressed. This is just what happens. This is a condition. You know, I have a disease. I can't do anything about it to I'm angry. Like I'm pissed. I don't want this anymore. I'm so fed up. I shouldn't put up with this. Let's do something about it. Let's take some proactive action and see what actually can happen. So it was an experiment, right? I didn't know anything good was going to come of it. I just took a leap of faith and decided, well, whenever I've tried things in the past, it's been, okay, let me start my diet on Monday and let me try to you know, do the right thing from this day on, what if I just go right now? And that evening, yeah, I really started writing down who I wanted to be as well, what I wanted my life to look like. I was just dreaming, but everything I wrote down has come true and, and tenfold really way more. Um, I never expected to be where I am today when I was starting out back then, but I, I just, I got so upset. I didn't want to deal with it anymore. You know, I was done. Wow. I, I, I love that. I love hearing that, you know, someone could, um, come from a place where, where they are to somewhere that they couldn't even imagine was possible. I think that is unbelievably inspirational and beautiful. And as you're talking, like, I can't help but think of uh, David Hawkins map of consciousness. That's right. Where yeah. You said you were angry, right? And that goes like just before courage. And, you know, it's that anger. Oftentimes, you know, you are down in the lower parts um, and if this computer will uh, cooperate with me, I'll make a, um, I'll make it, uh, uh, I'll screen share this image. Um, and that way we can both see it. Uh, and I love it. Yeah, can... absolutely. I've, I've studied the map of oh. consciousness as well. I love it as a resource. Uh, Frederick Dawson also, also has a really good book on it. The levels of energy, very similar. I love this material. It's awesome. It really is. I just, I couldn't help but think of it as you were talking that, wow, you know, like I think a lot of us can relate to that where we're really in these lower, uh, you know, sort of states of consciousness. And it's this kind of exactly what you're saying. You were just like despondent and depressed. And, you know, I, I think we've all been there. It's part of being a human. Uh, and, but, you know, you got up and you got angry about it, you know, and uh, a lot of people think that anger you know, is, is, is bad, but it can, it, it's not good or bad. It's, it's just it's a state of, of, of being that we could either use to our advantage or our detriment. There are plenty of angry people out there who are not, not very constructive with their behavior, but you used it as a catalyst to really begin this journey. Uh, and it seems like you've come quite a long way. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been, it's been incredible, really. I thought, 
well, I didn't even know about the levels back then, right? I just thought, well, this feels like something at least. When you're in apathy, you're just numb. You just give up. When you rise up to anger, at least you feel something. It's motivational, right? It's, um, it's funny because one of my most viral pieces of content when I first started out was a collaboration that I sponsored. It was one of my biggest breakthrough moments in my marketing and the growth of my business. I paid someone $100 to feature a motivational speech. And what I realized was this is what I needed, right? I was in that energy that I needed to be lifted up to. And now I was giving that. So it really was, okay, let me get upset enough to move because no emotion equals no motion. And then you just stand there stuck. You spin your tires. You don't move at all because there's no strong why. At least if you're angry, you can say, well, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm not happy anymore. That's a big enough reason for me to change. That's great. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And so charting your progress along, I mean, wow, the the amount of, of change. Are you ever like sort of embarrassed to look back at, at some of those older videos? I, I cringe pretty hard. I can't lie. It's not, <laughs> I'm not looking at those videos like, oh yeah, look at me. I'm so proud. Man, what a, what a great guy. I look and I'm like, who is this cave troll? Like what is going on? <laughs> Why is he swearing every 30 seconds? It's so awkward. Oh, um, but I kept it up because I just... You know what I mean? You look back and you think this is terrible, but at the same time, you think somebody might be there. What if they see it? And then they see where I am now. And then they realize, oh, if he did that and look how bad he was, then I can do too. And also for my client's sake, you know, it's so funny when they tell me, oh, I can't make content. I'm embarrassed. I'm cringy. I don't speak well in front of the camera. Okay. Let's do a little comparison. How about we play my first video next to your first video? And then you'll see how bad it really is. And most of them are like so professional and very well-spoken, very, I don't know, courageous, but also courteous and nice. I was just swearing every five seconds to just saying anything. It was terrible. So yeah, they're not as bad as they think. And that, that helps to just point and be like, that was me for real. And I really thought that was my best back then. Think about that. I love that. I mean, I can, I don't have to look back far at all to cringe, you know, the video <laughs> that I put up this week, I'm like, Ugh. but like, that is the, that's the point. And I, you know, want to share that with everyone who's maybe watching this video. It's like, you shouldn't, I, I feel like you've got to probably be a narcissist or like a, a little bit of a weirdo. If you like watch your videos and you're like, Oh, look how amazing I am. It's like, there should always be, but to have that metric, I love that you're willing to, to take that comparison. And I love the idea too. Cause like, I like working in, in groups um, because people can key off of each other, you know? And so being able to see someone else's improvement or their ability to evolve and, and can continue to grow. It's a catalyst for everybody, you know, in that group. And that's actually something that I took from a friend of mine, Mike Nimitz. Uh, he was like, yeah, man, I've been doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and, and that's great. He's like, but I also put people in a group and we have group calls because if you just do the one-on-one -on -one thing, then people don't necessarily get to pick up on that energy. It's like, I thought about this a lot. I actually have a degree in recreation and leisure studies of all things, uh, which is basically just grow, grown up duck, duck, goose. But like when I studied it in college, I, I, I learned a lot like chicks me highs flow theory. And then, you know, I went on to be an outward bound instructor and worked in Costa Rica and worked uh, with kids um, and did environmental education and stuff like that. And so I got to work within a group and I was like, oh, well, duh, like, of course. And so people being able to key off their success. So instead of this sort of old uh, kind of paradigm where it's like the carrot and the stick and self-help, it's like, well, no, like 
key off of see what's possible, see, you know, where other people are and, and where I've been and, and the fact that you're willing to go and expose, you know, your, your most vulnerable, I think is like incredibly powerful. So I got to say, man, good, good on you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I was just doing um, my weekly group coaching call as well with my community earlier today. And you're absolutely right. I mean, when you have an environment of people who are all growing together, it's so much easier. I remember when I first started getting one-on-one help was good. And I still value one-on-one help from experts and specific things. You just want to sit down and get some consulting, but yeah, having environments where there are a bunch of people supporting each other, we can all cringe at ourselves collectively rather than on our own thinking, Oh, look at me. I'm so bad. I'm just starting. And then as you get more advanced, what I love about communities too, is that when you progress, you know, we have people of over a million subscribers in our community. So they've grown so much and they can just share where, what it's all been, right? The whole journey, every little misstep, every little failure. I love those nuances. And it's the same with myself too. All the, all the terrible decisions I've made, all the things that I thought were a great idea and they really weren't, it helps everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, everybody's kind of helping each other up. It's like a ladder of people just bringing each other up more and more. And I, I think that's great. Yeah. Just having a community like that. I think that's, that's awesome. I think it's uh, really, really cool what you've been able to put together and you've clearly had quite an impact. Uh, imagine the ripple, you know what I mean? And all the people that have gone on to help other people, you know, that's, that's the key. Yeah. For me recently too, working with more and more thought leaders as well. And people who are, you know, growing their own audiences and are having an impact. It's, really fulfilling because I can only work with so many people myself, but if I work with other leaders, they can change millions of lives too, right? I've had all these viral videos and viral speeches and viral articles, like, great. We had, we had a TikTok recently with 5 million views. That was the first, first one we posted, super weird, but um, it's just funny because you think, wow, I reached 5 million people. Great. But what if you can really deeply work with somebody and then they shift and they grow and they can reach hundreds of millions of people and positively impact their lives. That's amazing. That's so rewarding. It really, really is. When you sit down and and begin with, and I'm sure there's people at all different levels who kind of come in and begin to work with you, but how do you begin that process? What's really the first steps as far as like evaluating where someone is and and where they want to go? Yeah. So the most important thing is obviously clarity. Can't hit a target that you can't see pretty hard to shoot in the dark, right? If you're aiming your arrow somewhere and you don't know where it's going, you're probably going to hit something and not be happy, or you might cause damage that you didn't want to do. So total clarity. Okay. Most importantly, here's who I want to serve. That's the key thing, right? Ideal client avatar or the audience that you want to reach. The more you know who you're talking to, the easier it is, because then all you have to do is go, okay, what questions do they have? What problems are they facing? What are the biggest obstacles that they have to deal with? And what would be the easiest and best way for me to help them? Also, then you can start to ask, who already has that audience? Who are they already listening to? What podcasts do they listen to? What channels do they watch? Um, If I run Facebook ads, who are the people who already have built up that following, maybe on their page or even in their groups that have my audience already? That way, you're not starting from scratch. You can leverage. Most of my growth didn't come from posting organically and waiting for people to come to me. It came from collaborating with people who were already far ahead and had a huge audience. It's called growth hacking. And a lot of people know that, but they don't do it enough. We spend money pretty much all every week 
some type of growth hacking. We got to be getting promotion. We got to be running ads. If we don't get attention from our audience, then they're never going to know that I exist. It's my responsibility to make them aware. Because if I can solve a problem and I don't show up, what if nobody does? And what if my story resonates the best, right? What if I'm the perfect fit for them? So I sort of see it like, and I do this for my clients too, you got to see it like a responsibility. It's your job to show up and get their attention. Otherwise, they're never going to find you. They're not going to go seek you out on their own. They don't know you exist. They don't know your name. So that's the mindset. And once you know who you're going after and who you want to serve and what kind of impact you want to make for them, then we can start talking about, okay, pricing structure and what you're going to sell and funnels and you know branding and all this fancy stuff. But ultimately, it's all about connection and conversations, connecting with people who you want to serve and showing them that you can genuinely help them. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah, because like, although there's so much marketing stuff out there, I was talking uh, on a podcast yesterday with a truth seeker. He was this awesome hip hop guy. Um, and he's like a Christian mystic, super interesting. And, you know, we wound up got, kind of going into this cause it's like, well, obviously, you know, we want to have systems that work, but I love that that's, you know, not the, that's, that's the, that's the cart, right. And not the horse, you know, the responsibility, uh, to build rapport and connect with people and put yourself in front of them and offer them, you know, what it is that they need to, to, to grow and to benefit is certainly the most important thing. There was a group that I was a part of <clears throat> a couple of years ago. And I remember someone like had sent us a testimonial. It was like a marketing guy's idea. He's like, well, let's get people to send us testimonial videos. And I'm like, all right, cool. And so um, this, this lady that I just adore, her name's Jess, she sent us a, a video and she's like talking about how much of an impact, you know, and I'm just like, I'm just crying, you know? And this marketing guy calls up and he's like, yeah, you know, watching that video, he's like, Owen said it was the best thing he's ever seen. No offense, but he says everything's the best thing he's ever seen. <laughs> but uh, it reminds it reminds me why we do this. And at that moment, something clicked. I was like, I don't think we're a good fit, you know, because if if you need to be reminded why we do this, then we're not <laughs> on the same page at all. Because, you know, truly connecting and helping people, that is the number one reason why you would ever you know, embark on, on something like this. Otherwise you're just maybe a narcissist making videos and looking how awesome you are on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you might as well just stand in the mirror, right? You might as well just go admire yourself there. I don't know what you, what are you trying to do? Like get other people on that boat with you so we can all clap for you when you, you know, use the bathroom. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like how self-obsessed we become. And we also, that's one of the reason that one of the biggest reasons I was held back is I focused too much on look at what's wrong with me. Nobody cares. They have their own problems, their own life, their own issues. If you start realizing how you can help them, they'll value you. And then you'll do better because the market works in a really simple way, supply and demand. And if you just supply something that's in demand and you can create demand, then you win, right? It has nothing to do with how good you look or how well-spoken you are or how perfect your voice is. I remember, oh, this is actually great. One of the motivational videos that I did that probably, I think it got about two to 3 million views on YouTube back then around 2015. It was in a really big popular compilation video for motivational speeches too. I remember people would comment and they would say, this guy at whatever point in the video sounds like a little teenager on caffeine or an over-caffeinated teenager. It would happen over and over. And I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, right. So offended because I hadn't gotten a ton of hate yet. And I was really starting to get attention. 
<laughs> so it kind of hurt my ego a little bit at first. And then I realized how much of a dumbass I was really being and how self-important it was of me to try to make everybody like me and approve of me. Like, what are you doing? Let, let them, that's great. You know, if they can laugh at you, that's, that's just as good. You don't have to be this perfect figure that everybody looks up to. And then, you know, you're this master guru. It's, it's just so weird. I don't know why there's this mindset when creating content that should be fun. Yeah, it should be. I, I think it's easy. I, I can see the trap, but you know, the idea that it's not about you, uh, it's just really important. I think to ground into purpose, you know, like that's, that's the most important thing. Like, why am I doing this? What is my reason why? And really just, as long as you don't divorce yourself from that, if, if you're coming from it, from a healthy perspective, then I think that, you know, you'll, you'll be all right. The internet is pretty, pretty tough, man. It's pretty undefeated as far as uh, one-liners and roasting people go. Oh. I love that you're comfortable enough to share it's, that. It's great man. It's all rushing to my head right now. One, you know, a good one is you look like Charlie Puth. Oh, that one's pretty good. Actually. <laughs> it feels great. Charlie Puth's pretty good looking guy. So yeah. sometimes you get the good ones, but you get a, you get a lot of bad ones. That's for sure. You should be ready. You should embrace it and enjoy it. Uh, I think, you know, you can make a video or a podcast episode, just reacting to that stuff. Use it as content. Don't get caught up in the web. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You actually got called out yesterday on that very podcast. I was just mentioning for looking just like Tom Segura, the comedian, the stand-up. And it's funny because I do comedy too, you know? And so like a friend of mine, and I know they were just being nice, but I like shared it on Instagram, this little photo of me, like holding up a photo of Tom Segura. And uh, my I love friend, that. Yeah, yeah my friend was awesome. like, you're funnier. And I'm like, well, I know that's tr not true, but I'm going to screenshot it anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and look at that every day, every day. Um, I really like uh, what you said too about like the market, right? Like, so I think that, in, in nature, there's like a market, right? It doesn't necessarily, it's not obviously, it's not monetary, but like based on what people need, what people are looking for, um, you know, that, that basically, you know, we're serving uh, what people need by providing whatever that is. So, um, so I think that's a really good way to think about, um, uh, to think about the approach, right? What do people need? And, you know, identifying, obviously, something that you can help people with, too. I think we undervalue very often our abilities. That's something that I work uh, with people about because it's just so easy to take for granted what you're good at. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, uh, I think it's really, really important to just acknowledge, you know, out here, right? It's not about me. It's about other people and how can I you know, how can I serve them? What can I do to make, you know, uh, make a difference in, in their lives? Cause they're just going to call me, right? Like, like middle-aged Charlie Brown or, you know, whatever it is, right? Like, I'm just going to get that zinger underneath the video and I'm ready for it. But, um, <laughs> but as I go on, it doesn't matter, right? Like you're saying, you, you don't worry about that. It's not about you and what you look like. It's about helping the other person and putting yourself out there. I think that's really brilliant. What's great about it too, is that when you go down that road, then you can take all the importance off of the outcome and actually just focus on, you know, the analytics and the stats very logically and use them as guidelines to what you should do more of and what you should do less of. Because if it's about you, then the video or podcast episode or whatever content you're making or ad that you work the hardest on should perform the best right? Because you put the most work into it. You're invested into it. My best performing content is usually the stuff that I thought, ah, should I really? I mean, this is kind of crap and lazy. Um, I don't think I'm going to upload this. I don't have anything better. Am I really going to make a new one? Ah, oh, fine. I'll throw it up there. 
500,000 views. Okay, sure, that's how it works. Yeah. And then spend a week producing like a perfect video with B roll and every, <laughs> everything is just right. The thumbnail took hours. Yeah, 500 views. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. That's, yeah. But if you're not attached to the outcome and you see it as it's not about me, it's about them, then you realize, oh, wait, there's more demand here. Here's what they really want. This helps them more. They get results from this. Okay. Well, you know, I'm not going to get caught up in my own head. I'm going to focus on the input, right? Let me focus on the activity and just put my head down and do the service and not externally looking, looking, looking. Am I getting my validation? Can I get approval now? That's the thing. Yeah, I love that. Content over quality always. And, uh, you know, not to say that that production value isn't, you know, something to think about and consider and it doesn't matter or anything. But <clears throat> what's most important, again, it's the cart before the horse thing. It's like, oh, I've got this great funnel. Well, is your program, does your program <laughs> suck? You know what I mean? Because if your program sucks, then it doesn't matter how cool your website looks. You know, it doesn't matter how many like, whoosh, intros you have that spin around and glitter you know comes down and uh, you know that that's all well and good but you know what is the what is the the, the message what's the the real meat in there i think that's a, a little bit more important to consider yeah we we call that situation here come the chargebacks right when you have the <laughs> perfect marketing you did it all right everybody's like yes i want this it looks so good and then they pay and they see what's underneath and it's just, it's just not a good situation for anybody because you ask for a refund and uh, yeah, you will just want to run away as fast as possible. If you don't get it, then uh, you're complaining to your credit card company probably because it's not okay. No, no, that's definitely not okay. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it takes, it takes time to sort of uh, figure out, you know, what it is that you are contributing. I would love to hear, cause I, I remember a few years ago, um, I, I even saw like a couple of uh, different creators do this. Um, what was, what's going through your head when you're making, when you're making a video every single day or uploading a video every day, what's that process look like? And, and, and how are you kind of navigating that? Sure. So I would look at what's in demand. So what are people actually searching for? When I first started, I would go on personal development forums because they were still a thing. I guess they maybe still exist, but back then they were still relatively high traffic. So I would just see, okay, what are the biggest questions people are asking? What are the threads that are really popping off here? And then can I do it, you know, my spin or my take on this? That's what I would focus on when I started doing well. Before that, what I would do is be an idiot and just press record and talk about whatever I felt like. And that's, that's just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's great for me to improve as a speaker. I would say that's the biggest benefit of that. If you're just practicing your craft, sure. But if you want to get serious, then you do some research. So for me nowadays, it's more, okay, let's look at content from other creators that has done really well. Let's look at questions that are in demand. We use um, Quora a lot. I really like Quora. I have a client who has you know, a huge following on there too. And, and it's a great platform to do some research on because you can see questions in your niche based on what's in demand, right? Which one has thousands of followers versus 50 or 20 or two. And that way you can decide, oh, Seems like a lot of people have this question. Uh, there's also, I think it's called Ask the Public or something like that. You can see what's really in demand and what there is traffic for. Another great way is just to type in how to stop and then you know add in a few words and see what comes up or how to get more and then why, oh, how to get more YouTube subscribers is probably going to come up, right? So you can start to see based on your market and, and the space that you're in, what do people really want? And another thing that I did 
as I started advancing more in the beginning, I would just free flow everything. But later for a while, I wrote everything word by word. So I've been through it all, like scripting everything, completely free flowing it. And then I found my sweet spot. It's different for everybody. But for me, I write a few bullet points, maybe five, three to five on average. I just run through those. And that way I can just have these little ideas that I want to go over. Uh, and it's really easy. It's not too complicated. Don't have to read every word off of a, you know, a piece of paper or on my screen. It's authentic, but it still has structure. So it's not completely free flow. Did the same thing when I would present on the whiteboard. I did some whiteboard videos, planning on doing some more. Just write out the bullet points, walk them through it. Pretty simple. No, that's great. <clears throat> that's a good, yeah. I'm so glad I didn't, because <clears throat> I remember like that was like a whole thing for a while. It was like the 360 degree rule, make a video every day. And I, I would have been the person who wasn't smart enough to like do any research. <laughs> it just would have been the guy pressing record like, hey, what's up, everybody? Let's talk about uh, ceiling tiles. All right, ceiling tiles. So <laughs> and then just go into a, an improv. But I, I do that now actually where I do have like bullet points. And I also like to free flow a little bit, you know, I love the improvisational, especially when I'm having a conversation because like this conversation, it can go anywhere. <clears throat> and I really, I think you have like a lot of really cool expertise. Uh, and uh, it's really kind of cool to see how it all develops. But when I, you know, make a video, I love the whiteboard uh, type of thing as well, because even though I, I'm not very uh, proficient as an artist, like just stick figures and triangles and squares, you know, like those things are helpful, you know? I relate to that too. I'm terrible. I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reveal my, my dirty secret. So my girlfriend at this point together for about eight years, um, <laughs> she, she, all, everything that's written on my whiteboard, she wrote that. I don't write that nicely and neatly. So when you see, we leave, we like to leave little blank spaces for me to fill in. Um, <laughs> this is a really cool structure. And I filled them in and you can just see the font is absolutely horrendous and hers is just perfection, right? So uh, it's pretty funny, man. Like we don't, we don't really, we don't really realize how little people care though. They really don't. They like the stick figure, right? They, if anything, they kind of get a laugh and smile out of that. And uh, yeah, I used to think, oh, if I don't draw this perfectly or write this neatly, I even started asking her for advice. I'm like, okay, how do I you know, improve my font? Then I was watching videos about how to improve my font. No, nobody cares, right? It's just this weird thing where you think, you know, people are not going to like it because it's not perfect. Yeah, I just had a flashback of uh, for a while there, I was drawing stick figures with butts and they were just <laughs> stick figures with butts. You know, I don't know why. I don't know why butts are just really funny. And, uh, you know, it was like just doing that for a little while. But no, nobody, no, you're, you're exactly right. Nobody cares about that. It's, you know, again, it's like content over quality, right? It's like, of course, it's nice to have that, you know, like <clears throat> when I'm, I'm working with a, a designer now in the program that I have, because I really want, when somebody comes in, I really want them to be like, wow, you know, he really went the extra mile. He cares. He wants me to have this experience because I, you know, when you come in, I, I want you to discover your life's purpose. I want you to anchor and ground to that. That's so important. That's kind of my thing. And, um, you know, so I want you to know when you come in that I take it very seriously, even though I have a sense of humor and I want to be, I want to have levity and be light and fun and a great explorative process. It's important to me that, you know, that I'm, you know, as far as this goes, like I, I do take it seriously and I do care, you know, so it's just a little bit of a, a balance there, I would say as well. <clears throat> Absolutely. I think there's a big difference between, you know, content that you put out for free, just 
don't have as high expectations, right? You just don't, you don't have to work that hard. Just put more stuff out and see what works and then double down on that, hopefully. But at the same time, when you have a premium offer, absolutely. When we're inside the program with clients too, exactly the same thing. You know, you want to over-deliver. It needs to be a wow experience. I mean, this is the thing that people are really paying for. And it's your biggest fans, the people that really want to work with you and get results, of course, too. Um, you want to give them an experience that's a 10 out of 10, that they just, they love it. They love being in there and they're so happy. You want them to feel like, you know, what they're paying is a joke compared to what they're getting in return, right? That's that's when people are happy customers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's it takes a lot of work to get to that point, you know, but it's also worth it. And when, you know, when, in, at least in my experience, when I've been, you know, on that path, on that purpose to, to do that, like I'm working really, really hard and uh, doing everything that I can. Uh, but I'm also really, really enjoying the experience, you know, it's something that's very rich. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I don't have to remind myself why I do it. Because, you know, every single email, you know, every single you know, Zoom call or whatever it winds up being is, is a joy. You know, I'm just so happy. And obviously, I, you know, not everybody is a perfect fit, but, um, you know, for the most part, I've had really, really good uh, luck and, and really found an audience that truly resonates with, with what I'm trying to present. And that's been really cool. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm ecstatic about that. Um, can you talk about how you, um, how you maybe, uh, decide who to work with. <clears throat> sure. I just want to say also, I love that. And I echo that experience hundred percent, especially when you're authentic. Um, you just bring in the kind of people that would really love working with you. You're going to have to re-ask me your question. Cause I was still so invested in what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like it. I just wanted to make sure. I well, no, it. I mean, and I think we'll probably have similar experiences here, but you know, just as far as like finding, you know, your ideal client, um, you know, what is, uh, what is sort of the process there? I mean, beyond, you know, beyond just attracting them, which I think we probably both would agree that is kind of a natural uh, sort of thing if we're being authentic. Yeah, I think you have to get into psychographics. That's what we do with clients. We really sit down and we go, okay, how does my ideal customer think? Because I think that's more, way more. I'm not going to undervalue this. I can't really exaggerate how important it is because I think most people focus on demographics, right? It's like, okay, how old are they? What country do they live in? Sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those, those are good. But the real important thing is what mindset are they in right now? What thoughts are they having today? Why does that matter so much? Well, because based on what you're thinking, that's what's going to decide what you type in on YouTube or on Spotify or on iTunes, right? Like whatever platform you're listening or watching on or consuming content, your thoughts determine what you do not your demographics. I mean, they kind of do, they influence it for sure, but somebody could be anywhere in the world at this point and typing a specific phrase in. So it really depends on their mindset. And the way we analyze that is we go, okay, what keeps them up at night? What are they thinking about? And we need to conduct interviews or alternatively, you know, we need to have a lot of calls with, with potential clients to find out what's really going on in your head. Like I need to know, because if I don't know, then I'm just making assumptions. That's what I did in the beginning. I just made videos that I thought would be good for them. I thought, okay, here's what I struggle with. So why don't I just talk about that, right? That makes sense. But what I found was there were other questions that were popping up that I had never had. I'd never had those thoughts. And my ideal clients were asking them. A video that I did a while ago that really comes to mind is, 
It was called, Why Can't I Express Myself? And it's me, the photo, the thumbnail for it's like me on a green screen going, you know, some crazy face with duct tape over my mouth. And then it says, um, you know, break free. Because what I found when talking to a lot of clients, it was almost like they had this chain on or this, this sensation in their throat where they would choke up when they wanted to really express themselves and, you know, really expand, like to be in front of a huge audience, to be on a podcast, maybe that had hundreds of thousands of downloads or to go on the YouTube channel that, that had their audience that was massive. They would sort of like freeze up. And I wasn't really struggling with that anymore, right? For a while. But if I hadn't understood that's what's going on in their mind, I could have never made that piece of content. And it, it did really well. It's just one example. But the more that I'm in their head, <laughs> don't mean that in any weird way, right. hopefully, but the more that I'm in their head, the easier it is for me to help them. So I just sit down and ask questions like, you know, what do you think about every day? What are your most common thoughts? What are the biggest problems that you face over and over and over again? What upsets you? Like what really gets you, right? What really grinds your gears? Those types of questions are way more important than, you know, where in the world do you live so that I can serve you a targeted ad based on location? Because most of the people that live there probably aren't in that mindset. So we really want to understand thought process more than anything else. God, I love that so much. I didn't realize there was a word uh, for that, actually, psychographics. Maybe I, I just, made it up. No, it just, yeah. <laughs> I'll take responsibility. It might not be a real word. <laughs> it just sounds badass, you know? It's like, wow. Yeah, it just sounds like an art gallery that I want to go to and hang out at. But no, that makes so much sense because I've even had discussions with people, you know, people in marketing or design or whatever. They're like, well, what's your avatar? First of all, I hate that question yeah, right. so much. Like, I don't have an avatar, bro. You know, there's no raggedy and doll. I'm trying to poke needles in, you know what I mean? Like, that's just creepy. Uh, but I have tons of different people that I want to work with. Most of the people that I want to work with, they want to explore their connection to <clears throat> all that is like to infinity. They want a closer relationship to God or source, the universe, whatever. They want to understand their intuition. They want to know what their life's purpose is. That could be someone who's a 20 year old girl or a 50 year old male or, a, yeah. you know, <clears throat> any number of different, however many genders there are, right? Like uh, there's no specific, you know, model for that. But the person that I want to work with is a person who wants to deepen their, their connection, their relationship to what is and to give and to serve and help heal other people. That's the person that I want to work with. Exactly. I think it's so funny. I have clients who are 70 years old and even older, actually. And uh, I'm 26, right? As of now, it, you know, people would say to me when I started, you're too young. Nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody would take, are you serious? Really? You don't know that. You're just making assumptions based on your experience and your limited perspective, right? And it, you, I love this. I think this is from Brendan Burchard, actually. So credit where credit is due. I think he says, don't try, don't try to exclude anyone before you've tried including them. Mm. Like, you don't know what they're going to look like or how old they are. What are you making assumptions about what, because some business coach told you that you're supposed to have a client avatar, right? Oh yes. I was in this mastermind and this is what they do. So that must be the truth because, you know, obviously they're charging, I don't know, 30 grand. <laughs> it's like, okay, just because somebody of high authority said something one time doesn't make it the infinite truth. And it really depends on what you're trying to build your community around. If you're trying to build your community around, you know, common nationality and, and <laughs> I don't know, like uh, how much they earn. If that's what you're building around, okay. 
But if you're building around a common cause or a belief system or, or values, right, this is completely different. So yeah, obviously different from person to person and their brand and what they're doing. But in my view, way more important to be on the same wavelength mindset wise than anything else. Man, I love that. That's so good. <clears throat> I even had a thought today with a client, you know, and you know, she's a little bit older than me. She's, but she's embarking, she's embarking on, a, you know, a new project. And, you know, when people come to me, like I'm, I'm incredibly humbled, you know what I mean? Like I've studied a bunch of different things uh, and connected some dots and I don't see myself as anything other than just a curious person, you know, and kind of a dork, frankly, but, you know, I'm so happy to be able to help anyone and just a, you know, a lot of the stuff that we work on super simple, but not easy. Right. And that's the big yeah. distinction. And I love the fact, I mean, you're 12 years younger than I am. And sometimes I have that thought where I'm like, well, who am I to, cause I, you know, to tell somebody how to live, you know, that's even like a joke, like a coaching joke. It's like, obviously you don't tell anybody what to do. We're trying to get them to solve their their problems and, and, and them to, you know, bring, bring it up. But uh, I love that. It makes me feel a lot more secure to think about it that way. And I, I would not bat an eye to work with you. I, I had no idea you were 26, not that you look older, but you know, uh, that's, uh, that's amazing. And I, it does, it doesn't matter uh, the age level, but the actual experience, right? Like a lot of people go through life and they just go through, whatever they think they're supposed to, whatever that status quo presents. And at a certain point, they, boom, they, they, it, like it took till I was 30, you know, before I like kind of woke up and was like, whoa, wait a second. I'm not really sure that the world I've been told is what it actually is. And at that point, my reality was pretty crushed. You know, it was like somebody took a sledgehammer and just started smashing out, you know, all the windows <laughs> in my soul. Uh, so like I had like this crazy dark night of the soul and, you know, began to realize that I was responsible for my own thoughts, responsible for my own emotions. And that was really the beginning of, of everything. But, you know, the experience that you have is not based on your level of authority, how much money you have or how much, you know, stature or your, if your age or whatever, but like really uh, genuinely, you know, working with people, uh, helping them to take the next step in their progression. And, you know, the experience that you have is, uh, is incredible, especially at such a young age. So good on you. Thank man. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, this isn't to, um, to my own horn or try to like big up myself, but I think what's really amazing, what, what blew my mind, this, this was genuinely so humbling to me. One of my early clients already when I was I think I was 20, I was 19 or 20, very, very early on in my business. Um, he came to me and, and he, his business was probably at about, I would say about hundred grand a year, maybe around 80 to hundred grand a year. And we worked together for about a year and he went to seven figures and like, you know, gave me a glowing testimonial. Like Raphael is, you know, one of the main reasons why this happened. Like he's innovative. He thinks outside the box. It's like the best employee, you know, one of the best employees at my company, except he's just my coach. He doesn't even, I don't even pay him a full-time salary. I was, I was making, <laughs> it's actually kind of savage. Now that I realize it, he ripped me out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> great, great guy. Great guy. Uh, great guy. Totally. Don't, don't hold any hard feelings, man. Give me my money. If you're listening to this stuff. <laughs> so, so <laughs> what really helped me realize was that, look, you can make a huge impact as a less than minimum wage employee, as a coach and get this glowing result. Amazing. What was going on there? Right. It had nothing to do with my expertise or how much I knew. 
I was just challenging him every week in coaching calls and going, you could do better. We can do more. I know you have greater potential and you can reach and uh, here's what we need to do. And here's some of my thoughts. What do you think? And then we would brainstorm, go back and forth. That's what coaching is about, right? I mean, now I do a lot of consulting and mentoring, which I think is distinctly different because you've been there, you've done that. And then you're helping people do what you already did, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But there's something about being the underdog. Like you don't really know and they're not really even paying you that much. And they don't maybe even believe that you're going to get them results. And then you just crush it because they take a chance on you. And there's beauty in that. And I mean, his, his return on investment was insanity. Like, what is that? That's crazy. Because he took a chance on some 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid. That's wild to me. Um, a lot of the coaches that I have nowadays, I look for that. I look for potential, not just somebody who's high up on the pyramid, some you know master guru. I look at people who are breaking through and innovating and coming up with new strategies. I try to work with them too. And I don't mind paying them even quite a lot of money because I want new ideas. I don't want to be this, okay, I've reached the top of the mountain. Here I am, come to me. I'm the teacher now. So yeah, I think it's just about always wanting to improve and grow and never holding yourself back just because you don't have the authority or credibility to boast and say, oh, uh, look me, I'm up here and I'm above you. And now I'll teach you how to get here. If you can be a part of a team, you can be an employee and crush it. Right. But especially if you're um, if you're supporting people, don't limit their potential growth to how high you are right now. What a weird limiting mindset. We see a lot of people just get trapped into where hey, I've never made, you know, I remember back then for me too, I had not made six figures yet. So I figured I couldn't work with anybody who did more than that, right? It would make no sense. S stupid. What kind of, really? Really? No, you don't want to help anybody who's doing better than you. That would be so weird, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, that's great. Uh, I, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, I mean, that's probably why you got 5 million TikToks. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you're willing to do something that's that's different, that's, yeah. you know, outside the box. Like somebody who's done this and they're like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I've been done it a million years. Like, yeah, I don't really want to work with that person. What 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 passion is there? Like the passion itself and, and the creative process. I mean, that is a, that's such a cool and empowering thing. Like, let's let's think about something different. Let's approach this from a different way. Let's take a different angle. And for me, you know, anytime somebody has any level of success, even though I believe 100% in what I do and what I teach, uh, I still am blown away whenever people have success. I'm just like, ah, amazing. Like I get so excited. And again, I believe in what I'm doing, but it's still like jarring, you know, and, and so intense whenever people have those moments and they do break through and they have that experience. And uh, I mean, I wake up misty eyed pretty much every morning right now because of the people that I'm working with, because they're just awesome. And, uh, and everyone supports each other. And it's such a great, um, such a great community. And that's really, I don't know that I've always been a, a community guy, but I, like, I just get so excited whenever anybody has, and I'll try whatever, right? Like, I love that, um, that you're in, that you're into that, that you'll, you know, do a foray. Like let's, let's use TikTok. I had, I got asked yesterday about TikTok. I'm going to have to start a TikTok account now. It's going to happen. Yes, you, yes, you do have to. And now you said it to me too. So I know everybody listens. So there you go. Yeah, that's great. Well, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to come and speak. And I have super enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. Honestly, I'm so grateful that you had me on and yeah, it's just been pure fun, just well, fun. 
I love and it. I'm, I'm going to keep following you and, uh, and I'll stay in touch. If there's anything I can do for you, I hope that you'll not hesitate to reach out because I'm more than happy to do that. I really do appreciate you taking the time. If you don't mind, just uh, give uh, the listeners and folks out there a, a way that they could find you. What's the best way that they could get in touch? Of course. Yeah. So the offer that we have currently and that we'll keep doing for a long time is just go to eraphael.com and sign up for a free call with us. You know, me or my team, somebody will hop on. We'll see if we can help you. And if it's a great fit, awesome. If not, at least you'll get some value from it and we'll show you what we think your next steps are. You know, win-win either way. And social media-wise, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Facebook too. I'm on TikTok now, but best place is probably like Instagram and YouTube. Right on. Are you on Clubhouse by chance? Actually, no. I haven't gotten the chance yet, but excited about it. I'm an Android user, so you see I'm excluded for now, but <laughs> soon, hopefully. It'll happen soon. Yeah, I'll definitely be looking for you on there. I'm going to start doing more stuff over there. Um, like I said at the beginning of the episode, YouTube hasn't been the most accommodating as of late for whatever reason. I don't even know why. I but... get you. Yeah, the, algor <laughs> the algorithm and the, yeah, yeah. the whole, it, there's, yeah. there's some questionable... Yeah. It's it's all good. I'm not even mad about it. It's just an right. I mean, we we can't be entitled, right? It's not like we we should get something just because we're there. And right. It makes no sense. Of course, they want to win and benefit, and it's about the platform. So I get it too. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we'll just use different tools. It's not a big exactly. deal, you know. Um, Diversify I, your traffic. You know, don't rely on anybody. That that's silly. Like, if one thing breaks, you should have five backups, so you're not really that effective. You can focus on one, but it's just good to to be safe. Absolutely. Yeah. TikTok, here I come. Watch out, baby. <laughs> nice. I love it. Raphael, thank you so, so very much. And I hope you have a lovely day. Uh, folks, get, get eraphael.com. Get that free call. I mean, ain't nothing, nothing going to hurt there. Win, win, win. And uh, dude, like I said, stay in touch. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me all.